Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone, and I apologize. Um, this is Angela Payton from Grace Through Faith Worship Center, um, and I am uh, a little late this morning, but we have about 15 minutes, I believe, 15, uh, no, 30 minutes left on this uh, call. I think I did 45 minutes, so praise the Lord for that. Um, and so uh, I just want to apologize for being a little late, but we're going to move right into our corporate prayer. And one of the things that I would like to say is that, um, you know, God is a God of the now. He really is a God of the now. And so many people um, will want to say that God, uh, he's a God of yesterday, that he is a God of, of tomorrow, but he is actually a God of today. And so um, as we begin to recognize who God is and what he is to us, um, it's amazing that um, we will uh, uh, recognize and begin to see God begin to move in our life because he's a God of the now. And how many can say that with me? He is a God of the now. And so when you have situations that confront us uh, on a daily basis, he is a God that will answer your prayers, okay? And he is a God of the now. And so many times we try to uh, figure it out on our own (coughs) because time is of the essence. But if we would take just a second to uh, begin to begin to allow God uh, to to speak to us, um, it's amazing what he will do in and through us, right? And so um, we need to, I'm trying to dial my husband, um, so just give me a second. I'll dial back. Okay, so what I want call back, okay? So I'm gonna hang up. Um so with that being said, that that's that's really what God has for us. And so one of the things that the Lord wanted me to speak to you today, and I got a couple of things that he has on the list for me and for you is corporate blessing. You know, God will bless you just you, your personal relationship can be blessed, and it is blessed. Um, your personal revelation, where He is revealing truths to you, um, as the Holy Spirit uh, uh, leads and guides you. See, there's a personal blessing that God will bless you. He called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. He's called you in from death to life. So he personally did that for you. You know that you have a personal testimony of what God has done for you. No one can take that from you because he has done some tremendous things in your life. You're the testimony, amen, of what God can do for you. 
and then you can begin to take that testimony of what God has done for you personally through through your life challenges, situations, and really give someone a heartfelt testimony of what he has done for you. You have a sphere of influence. You have relatives, coworkers, people who you, I call touch points, people who you touch each and every day. They are your primary ministry because they are the people or flock, if you will, or people who are associated with you that you can personally touch, that sometimes no one else will have that opportunity to touch them like you will. So a lot of people, they want a platform, but your platform is the person that's standing right in front of you. Can I say an amen? Your platform, your stage, your mic, and all of that, is the person right in front of you. And when we get a hold of that, then we can be what I call corporate blessings. What it is is that God is extremely strategic. He knows that you cannot be every place all the time, but somebody can be. And so as he deploys his troops, if you will, and soldiers into the communities, into into these dark places in the world, he's expecting you to confront uh, people right in front of you, to witness to people and give a testimony and an account of God before man. And so we all are going to be held accountable for what and who was in front of us that we could give and testify and be that living witness of who and and who of who God is. You know, every day you are a living epistle before the Lord. You are living and walking testimony of what God can do, of what God has done. So you already are moving in what I consider corporate blessing. Then when what we do is as we come together as a force to be reckoned with, four, five, six, ten, twenty people on the same accord, on one accord, we can multiply our effectiveness. Amen? You can multiply your effectiveness. But don't be dismayed. One person can affect thousands of people. But the scripture that comes to me, he said, one can take 10,000 to something about uh, uh, that. I don't get the numbers. But the point of it is, is that when we join together, even two people can multiply fruit in the earth. Amen? And so what I'm saying to you is let's continue in the hope that God has given us. You know, while we're on this earth, if we listen to day in and day out what the enemy is doing, his strategies, you know, I'm, I'm all for looking at whatever, but if it trumps and causes me to walk away and not be full of the Holy Spirit, you know, let's not be deceive ourselves. We, we, if we want revival, revival starts in us. Revival starts on the inside out. And it could be a lot of lip service, but it takes a lot of energy and hard work in the natural, on your knees before God from inside out to, to create this atmosphere of revival. And it can start with one person. Let it start with you. 
a lot of times we call it revival and we're looking around. No, the looking around is within you. You said, Lord, let me be the revival. Let the revival start with me from the inside out. And what that means is that we need to consecrate ourselves. We need to separate ourselves from the word, from the world. We need to um, to spend that time in prayer. If you have 24 hours in the day, 24 of those hours should be in prayer and fasting and getting your face before the Lord. Look, you have to squeeze the world out and what's so important with the world and begin to allow God to touch you from the inside out. I would encourage someone, if you could just spend one day, one full day, no TV, no radio, no technology, no phone, and tuck away just for 24 hours, reading the Word, praying and studying before God, you would be amazed at how God will begin to, to, to create revival in your heart. If you can only steal away for a day, God will tremendously bless you. I would, I would encourage you. You know, it's a challenge in this day and time because we are pulled and tugged. But what we have to do is we have to be assured of one thing, that with God all things are possible. And he makes his, his things a light and, and not burdensome. So for those people who said, I don't have time to read the Bible, you don't have time not to. I don't have time to get to church, something happened. You don't have time not to. And what it tells me is is that it's, it's a litmus of where their heart is. It's a litmus. It's the beginning of a hardness of heart. We want the good things from the Lord, but we don't want to put any energy and effort into what he is doing. And I'm not trying to be judgmental, but the word says what the word says. And if you're not in the word, you can't be strong in the things of God. You can't even be strong in fighting all the wiles of the devil. Look, God said to be armed with him. And so many problems and issues that we're having uh, just in daily life and living is a lack of wisdom. And we're to get wisdom, what, from God. And some people are so lost, they don't know which way to go. God, there's a rhythm in God. When you begin to get into the Word, He begins to show you things. He begins to give you revelation. He begins to give you the next step. Holy Spirit on some people have been on lockdown for so long, it's just a shame. It's just a shame. But it, the problem is, is that the enemy is slick. He will try to put all kinds of idols in your way to distract you to say that that is more important than getting in the word of God. Okay, he will say that, you know, this, this thing is coming up and it's urgent. Everything is urgent. It's urgent. There's an urgency on every front other than God's word. There's an urgency on every front other than getting to church and having your face down on. Look, God gives you breath and, and, and strength to go to work. But some people will put their work, their job before God. On Sunday, I can't come because I got job, job commitments. My God. You know, I think about that and I say, oh, Lord, they, the hardness of heart begins to settle in. They say, God can't help me with these problems. If I give him two hours on Sunday, I'm going to be behind in my work. Well, you know, God gives you the brain cells to even function to do the job. Okay? And so we, we, we really have to really understand um, 
what we're saying and where our heart is, and our heart's not with the Lord, is with other idols and things. You know, God is the one who, who provides. He, he gives us the ability to make provision. Amen. Our bodies function normally so that we have the wherewithal to even do what we need to do. Yet we can't get to the house of God on Sunday or any other day for that matter. It's just not on Sunday. See, Sunday is that litmus test for as what, as, as what has been going on all week long, in my opinion. Because if you fired up on Monday, fired up on Tuesday, fired up on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, fired up on Saturday, God's been doing some tremendous things in your life. Oh, you can't wait to get to Sunday to tell who? Everybody else that's been deployed throughout the week in God's vineyard what God has done. See, it's a, 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 a problem when we can't come on Sunday because ain't nothing been happening Monday through Saturday. And, uh, and so it's a litmus test of where our faith is and where our priorities are and, and all of that. So if you can't get there on Sunday, you can't bless the man of God. You can't be blessed by the man of God or whoever God's voice piece is, whoever God's coach is, whoever the pastor is, because you're not hearing the strategic plan that God has put before us as a corporate body because you're not there. So for me, it goes a little bit deeper. Some people say, why are you all deep? And so, well, I'm saying if you can't make it on Sunday, I know ain't nothing happening on Monday through Saturday. I know it's not. Because it's like, it's like preparing for a game. You know, people pay, prepare for a game. They're not waiting to the day of the game to prepare. You're going to fail. You're going to lose. People have put in time, 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 time to do what? To be successful the day of the game. And what happens is on Sunday or Saturday or whatever time, it's the huddle. Look, you have to be in the huddle to hear the strategies and the play and the playbook so that you can be successful in life. How is a team going to win? There's no one man shows when it comes to really reaching the gospel in an effective manner. Amen. And so corporate worship is so key to your personal growth in the Lord as well as your individual growth in the Lord. Because we learn from each other. As we collaborate, one provides the other, you know, one waters, the other puts seed in the ground. Look, the, the, the efficiency is in the corporate genre because we can make more impact. We can uh, accelerate impact. We can accelerate impact. We can accelerate fruit-bearing ministries. And so the enemy is very strategic saying, you don't have time on Sunday to get to church. Something else is more important than God. Now, I, I, you know, people may say, well, you're being religious and this and that. But what I'm telling you is what's been happening between Monday and Saturday you should be pumped up. You, if somebody uh, 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 gets in your, I mean, you know, the enemy is strategic to make you feel that it's just 
It's just cavalier. You know, I could just go or not go. Well, I, I would say to you, if you have that attitude, then there's a, a definite hardness of heart that's kind of creeping in. You know, God is, uh, the devil is slick with, with backsliding. Then you have your head uh, uh, thinking differently about church. Well, they ain't doing nothing. Or I don't hear nothing. There ain't nothing going on. Well, it's probably not much going on with you between Monday through Saturday for you to even have that attitude. I don't know why I'm talking about this today, but the Lord is just harping on the ability for us to come together as a group of people corporately and to get strength from one another, to find out what the plans of the enemy, uh, uh, plans of God is, so that we can be successful during the week. And so the enemy wants us not to gather together. The more time we gather together, the better. But at Whatever time the trumpet calls, we should be there. We shouldn't be, uh, uh, you, you know, the coach blowing for, for the team to come together and get in the huddle and hear the strategy and you know where to be found. Look, that, that's not going to work in life. That's not going to work on the field and doesn't work in life. And so when we say we want to be successful in the things of God and to grow in the things of God, you know, you got to be committed you got to be in training sessions. you got to be there when the coach calls. you got to listen to what the coach is saying, and then we have to perform in order to win. So there's a lot of variables in place um, in, in making the play a successful play. And then sometimes you have to change the play. So if you're not even at the huddle, you're not on the bench, you're not, you're, you, you, you know, you're on the bench, you're not even nowhere to be found, how can you be successful in life? How can you be efficient in your call with Jesus? And so I don't want my heart to be hardened. You know, I made up in my mind, I said, I'm going to find a church, if it's not my church, to go to on Sunday. I don't want to make it a habit of skipping when the trumpet calls. If that's Saturday, I want to be there. If that's Sunday, I want to be there. If that's Monday or Tuesday, I want to be there. Because you really do miss something. You miss a piece of the play. And when you're not there, um, it, 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 it puts a check in my heart as a hardness that begins a, a hardening in, of your heart. And the, and the enemy is so quick for you to dismiss something. Say, well, dismiss going to church, dismiss uh, a gathering as a corporate body. But those things I call... Um, uh, consistency, uh, just um, your character, when it comes to your character of consistency and things, and uh, what's priority and not. You know, you can tell people who are successful because they, they, take, they take care of the small things, being consistent. Being consistent 110% of the time. I'm not saying you won't have some issues with things from time to time, but you really do make an a, a effort to, to be there and to not make a lot of excuses of why you're not there. You understand what I mean? So corporate gatherings is so important, and it's so important primarily for you. Not for the pastor. The pastor has been in the Word all week long. The pastor has been studying, I pray, all week long. The pastor has a Word all week long for you. 
amen, or if it's Wednesday, you have a Wednesday word or whatever, then on Wednesday night, Bible study is going on, and you need to hear what he has to say, amen. And so I, I, I'm just admonish you to, to reach out and understand that corporate uh, blessings is corporate blessings, and but it does trickle down to personal blessings. But God can come at you from a personal perspective, and he does. You have a personal relationship with you, you with him, and it's a one-on-one thing, right? But then he has the one-to-many thing that happens on Sunday. And then from there, we're able to touch points with other people. You understand? So when you it's one-on-one, you and Jesus, praise the Lord. But then it's one-on-many, one-to-many between you and the rest of the body of Christ, Oh, there's a lot going on or could go on if you're there. You're giving to somebody, they're receiving. The pastor is giving out, you're receiving. Amen. And so there's a lot of cut, uh, a lot of lot of uh uh things going on when we're doing the corporate. And it's propelling us to multiply ourselves and duplicate ourselves at a faster rate. And see, quite frankly, the enemy don't want that because if he can slow down uh, growth, he'll do it. If he can slow down prosperity, he'll do it. If he can slow down unity within the body, he'll do it. And it just slows down what God wants to do. So I, I just admonish you to, to be in and be cognizant of that and, and just when the trumpet calls, you're there. Don't make an excuse. For not being there, Amen. So um, the Lord had mentioned, the Lord put on my heart last week about hope, and so I was studying hope and um, and faith. And so I'm just going to go through some of the notes that I had last week um, during our Sunday service, and it's about faith. Um, so I'm going to just read some of the notes, and it says faith is anchored in hope. If it's a feeling of the definition of hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to occur. That I think that's in the dictionary. That's what it says. It's 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 an aspiration of expectation and a desire for a particular thing to occur. It's an indicator, which I think I, I believe this is a better definition. It's an indicator of certain certainty. Indicator of certainty. Why is the indicator of certainty? Because you can't see it in the current dimension that you're in. So it's dealing with the distance of time and space. You don't see it, but there's a certainty that it is. You know, I believe that Christians have the eyes of God. And by having the eyes of God, we see things way before they happen. So we have a certainty that it has occurred or will occur, but it won't occur maybe in a um, the time frame, uh, in a different time frame or a different dimension of time. Amen. So it's an indication of something a certain. It's a strong and confident expectation. Let's back this up. It's a strong and confident. I am confident. When you're confident of something, you, you know you don't question it. You don't doubt it. You're assured that it is what it is. And then you're expecting it. Look, if you're not expecting for change, 
I believe it won't happen because you have closed the door to your heart to even waiting on it, even expecting it to change. And so God wants us to be children of expectation, expecting what God has promised to happen. God said he's not one to lie. And so if he's not a man that he should lie, then we should trust him and have confident expectation as to what he has said will come to pass. Amen? And so we trust and are confident in our expectation that what God said in his word will come to pass. That means that it's his responsibility to change whatever circumstances, whatever uh, facts don't line up with the word of God. For example, God says in his word, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. What he said was his work on the cross solidified my healing. So what I need to do is trust and be confident and expect that every cell in my body will line up with God's word, that every circumstance and situation, my checkbook will line up with the word of God, that every client or contract that I have will line up with the word of God. It has to submit to what God is saying. Amen. It was going on a different course, but it had to submit to what God is saying in his word. Amen. So sometimes what we do is we're challenged with adverse facts, but adverse facts can't trump the truth. So what you do is you apply the truth to those adverse facts. Facts are situational. Just depends. You ever heard people say just depends? Well, we're going to put those just depends situations or scenarios in place, in order. We're taking authority and telling it what it should do. It's like you know, a cop or a police officer or a lawyer has behind it the authority that's in what an executed, you know, law or rule. They're just executing it, right? So what we're saying is we're executing, we're telling those facts to line up with God's truth. Truth always supersedes fact. Amen? So... I'm telling you right now, if you would trust and be confident in expectation, your your situation will change because you know that God is not a liar. He has no reason to lie. And that's a good one to hang your hat on because other people do have a reason to lie. So your, their trustworthiness can be questionable. But God's trustworthiness, he is worthy to be trusted. That's why when I look at that word, I, I, I write it backwards. I say he, and I write to myself, he is worthy to be trusted. Amen. He is worthy to be trusted. He is worthy to be trusted. That speaks to his character. He has no reason to not fulfill every promise 
every prayer in your life. And that should create in you great confidence. That should create in you great confidence. Praise the Lord. So I just want to encourage you today that your hope and your faith can and will sustain you for the next move of God. I'm going to pray with you right now for revival to start with you from the inside out, not the outside in, from the inside out. Father, I just thank you for a renewed love for you. Lord God, I pray that we sit at your feet and love on you until you overflow in our hearts and in our minds. You're a good God, a good God all the time. And I pray for those who are listening on the line to let the overflow begin to flow from the inside out, that we love on you until you change our hearts. We love on you until you change our minds. We love on you until we begin to as you would have us to love them. I pray that we will have the spirit of total forgiveness, total forgiveness so that we can do your business here on earth, that we can be about your loving business here on earth, that we walk out the love walk, oh God, loving and forgiving and emptying ourselves of us so that we can be usable instruments in the very hand of God. I pray for the spirit of compassion to even literally crush us, to go out to touch those who are lost, who are blinded by darkness in high places, Lord God. So I thank you for that. I thank you for answering these prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 